welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Monday, July 20th, 2020. I'm Shannon, and I am here with Natalia, Amber, Brooke, Stacy, and Kristen. And we are looking forward to the fabulous month of August, when so many books are coming out, because August 4th became the, like, dump day for all the books <laughs> that were pushed back because of COVID-19. Yes. So there's, like, a million books coming out on August 4th, plus the rest of August. So this will be a jam-packed episode. So before we get started, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. All right, so I'm going to have Stacy start us off followed by Kristen, Brooke, then me, Amber, and Natalia. And this is our usual monthly pick format where we've each chosen three books that we're super excited about, and we will tell you all about them. So Stacy, I am ready whenever you are. I know that everybody in the world is going to be surprised that the first book I'm going to talk about is by J.R. Ward. I'm surprised. Leave it for last. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I, I have to talk about it first. So I've been waiting for this book for years. So I've been waiting for this book and this series for years because I. This makes me sound like a very important person. I'm not, but I go to the J.R. Ward book <laughs> signings every year, and for years she's been talking about the prison camp, aka the penal colony, aka the penile colony, and so finally on this day I can talk about. The Jackal, The Black Dagger Brotherhood Prison Camp, book one, by J.R. Ward. Yay! Which comes Yay. out on August 18th. And I've seriously been waiting for this book for like 55 years or so. <laughs> That's interesting, since I don't think you've been alive for 55 years. I have not. I was about to say, you're not even I, 55, so. Oh, no, but I've been dreaming <laughs> of this book for a long time because there's so much about this book that sounds so amazing. So there is... Um, a female named Nix. And um, back in the early part, so this is what looks like is going to be a Black Dagger Brotherhood spinoff series. Um, and I think there's going to be um, some involvement by the brothers in this series. And I could be completely off base here, but that's just from reading the synopsis and hearing what J.R. Ward has said about this book, that's what I'm guessing. So back in the time of all of the raids, um, so back around, um, let's see, Lover, would that be Enshrined? Is that book six? Lover? Yes. Fury. So when all the raids were happening, um, 
what the uh, the vampires have lost track of the fact that there is a prison camp. But by a happy accident, somehow, a female named Nix finds out the location of where her sister is being held prisoner in a subterranean prison camp. Oh, just that right there. I mean, beneath the earth, being held yes. in some sort of like, I just, I need to know more. And so she decides she's going to go in and figure out what the heck is going on and rescue her sister. As she enters this subterranean prison camp, penile colony, um, she discovers, I'm sorry, uh, this has been a joke at her book signings for many years. So I, I shouldn't say the word penile on the podcast for three times in a row, but I did. So anyway, um, she goes into the subterranean camp and meets up with the jackal who has been imprisoned so long. I think he's not really quite sure why anymore he's been imprisoned and together they will work to get Nix's sister out of this subterranean camp. But in the midst of all this, somehow the Black Dagger Brotherhood are called in to help. And Rage is going to discover, Rage, one of my favorites, he's going to discover that he has a half-brother who's been interned at this camp for who knows how long. And friends, that is all I know about The Jackal, The Black Dagger Brotherhood Prison Camp, book one by J.R. Ward. But on August 18th, you can bet all the bright stars in the sky that I will be home reading this book. So yes. I can't wait. That's all I know about it, but I'm so excited. And I love when she does spinoffs because it gives her time to kind of explore more about the BDB world without, you know, kind of going into the main story arc. So we kind of get to go off into some like tangential offshoots and it makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm excited I, for this. Yes. It looks really good. So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is called The Vanished Queen by Elizabeth Campbell, and it comes out on August 18th. Um, this looks like it is going to be one twisty-turny convoluted tale, um, <laughs> which I have a lot of fun with, so that's good. Um, so apparently there's this king who, um, it, from the description, it looks like maybe he wanted to be king and he had to disappear somebody else in order for that to happen. Queen Marantha has, to everybody's knowledge, been assassinated. But the now king's daughter finds her diaries and found out that she was not assassinated her father got rid of her and so in reading her diaries his daughter is kind of inspired to join the resistance to overthrow her father and get things back to where they need to be and in her quest um, she meets the prince of what we are assuming is a neighboring king who is evil and bad. And together they decide to, um, you know, to join the resistance and to overthrow these bad kings and find out what truly happened 
to Queen Marantha and why she was disappeared um, and bring their their um, courts back to, you know, to a good place. Um, it also says that if they fail, things could be worse than death. So it sounds like there are many twists and turns in this book. And um, I like evil people who have to be overthrown and where the good people win. And hopefully this is going to be one of those books. I want a happy ending. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I need something with some twisty turns in it. So again, this is The Vanished Queen by Elizabeth Campbell, and it will be out on August 18th. There's some really great like political intrigue in a lot of the YA fantasy. So I'm hoping that this one will Great. Yeah, that was one thing that kind of intrigued me with the Vampire Academy, that oh, yeah. like even though you know, especially because she's from a great family and you know she's meant to be who she is and all that, it like the whole political side of things and that she was in the court and all of that. Yes, it, that intrigues me. So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is The Silent Wife. Will Trent, number 10, by Karen Slaughter, which I am so excited about. And it comes out on August 4th. And as Shannon said, lots of really good books come out on August 4th. But I will be reading this one. So this book takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. And as you can tell from the name, this... um, book is going to involve a guy named Will Trent and he is a special agent with the Georgia Bureau of Investigations. So a woman has been brutally attacked and left for dead. Um, The police are investigating but the trail goes cold um, until there is a chance assignment. Um, So Will is sent to a Georgia prison or the the state penitentiary, sorry. Um, And he meets with a prisoner who says that he has seen this MO before. Um, In fact, he is in prison because he was accused of a, of a similar crime. So this prisoner was um, imprisoned for a similar crime, and he believes that if this case is solved, that he will be set free. So Will is, has decided that he needs to, well, he hasn't decided, but he realizes that he needs to um, look into this case from eight years ago in order to solve the current case. And the problem is, though, that this was almost a decade ago. So a lot of um, witnesses are gone. A lot of people have forgotten what's happened. So he's hoping that his girlfriend, Sarah uh, Linden, will be able to help. And she's a medical examiner, and she's in a lot of the other books. So together, they're going to investigate this case. But as most books 
and this kind of genre happen, um, it's going to put them into danger. And I'm really, really looking to looking forward to finding out how this goes because um, the last book in the series was not really my favorite, but I've heard really, really good things about this one. So I can't wait for August 4th. So this is The Silent Wife, Will Trent, number 10, by Karen Slaughter. And I want to say that for people who haven't read the Grant County series, which you really should do before you read the Will Trent books, but if you haven't, this book contains a bunch of Grant County spoilers. So be aware of that um, as you go in, that if you're not familiar with Grant County, you will be um, familiar with certain aspects of the plot because this book will spoil them for you. Even though I've been reading a lot of new books, like I haven't really done any rereading lately, I've really felt kind of almost like I'm almost ready to enter a book slump, which would really stink. Oh dear. So I was kind of thinking about rereading the Will Trent series, even though I just reread it last year. But because I don't know. Well, I you really should go just, back further then I, and do like Blindside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to definitely do the, um, the Grant County series yeah. first and yes. then do this because I love the interaction between Will and his boss, Amanda. Like, I just, I can't oh, yes. stop. I love it. I just, I just can't stop talking about how amazing their interactions are because they're just so funny. Yeah, I like them a lot. So my first pick tonight is a book that I only recently found out about. In fact, I don't think I even put it on the big list that I sent out to everyone because I don't think I knew about it when I made the list. So this is The Comeback by Ella Berman, and it comes out on August 3rd. It is the story of Grace Turner, who was a teenage superstar. And then one day she vanishes into obscurity. No one knows where she is. No one hears from her. Her family's not real sure where she is. Her public has no idea. And then a while later, she comes back. But now that she's back, she is trying to figure out kind of what direction she wants her life to go. And then she is approached by someone who wants her to honor this man who basically controlled her terribly for the last eight years. And she is supposed to present him with a lifetime achievement award. And this causes a lot of conflict for her because apparently this is not a stellar individual and he mistreated her pretty horribly. So now she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. Um, does she like swallow <clears throat> everything that happened and honor him the way kind of her colleagues expect her to or does she come out and tell the truth and I am pretty anxious to figure out kind of how this will go um, this is the comeback it's by Ella Berman and it comes out on August 3rd so not too far away now my first book for August is the patron saint of pregnant girls by Ursula Hagee and it comes out on August 18th. And I'm a big fan of hers anyway. And when I saw that a new book of hers was coming out, I was super excited. So this is based in the 1880s in Germany. And it is, a circus is coming to town. And the 
there on the coast of Germany and there is a, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's a convent or what it is, but it takes care of pregnant girls. And all of the girls go out to the beach to watch the circus come into town. And a wave, like a random wave comes in and like kills a whole bunch of people. And three little children die on the beach and it kind of follows their mothers and, you know, other townspeople and the circus people, you know, as they're going through this, uh, you know, tragedy of this rogue wave that kind of sweeps through and takes out these children. And I'm really excited about it. Her books are always really good. And again, that is The Patron Saint of Pregnant Girls by Ursula Hagee, and it comes out on August 18th. I the really day after liked, my birthday. Yes. Yes. I really liked um, Stones from the River. You know what? It's been so long since I read it that I'm actually going to read it again. And I'm super excited. I want to read it again um, because yes. it's been a long time, but I remember really liking it. Mm -hmm. Like at the time that I read it, that was the first book I read by her. So my first pick, I know I'm supposed to save the best for last, but I'm so anxious about this book. I've been waiting for this book since the series started. This book, of course, is by Samantha Young. It's On Hearts Walk, the next installment of On Hearts Boardwalk. And it's coming out August 18, 2020. It's called The Truest Thing. Now, for those of you that have read uh, the Hearts Boardwalk series, this book is about Jack Devlin and Emery. Jack Devlin is like resident evil of the town, you know, the douche, the douchebag of the town that has basically alienated everybody because of his divisions. And Emery is the really, really shy owner of a store that is obviously has some kind of grit and something that's making her impossibly, impossibly shy that we don't know. So if you've read this series um, and you're waiting, you're probably anticipating this book as much as I am. Now, the only, I guess, redeeming quality that Jack Devlin has is that he is in love with Emery and he fell hard for her. And I guess she fell hard for him too, but she was one of the people that he had to alienate because of some kind of mystery that we don't know. But when scandal strikes in the small town and it pushes them all together, they have to figure out how they are going to not only fix the scandal, but Jack wants Emery's forgiveness and Emery does not want to give her forgiveness. We don't know what he did to her and we don't know what secrets he's harboring or, you know, why this author has given this very much an antihero his own book. But I'm excited. I haven't been as excited about an antihero book since Devil in Winter. So um, this is the by Lisa Kleypas. This is the truest thing by samantha young and disclaimer i'm not usually into anti-heroes being redeemed but i just i'm very curious to see what she does um with this book so this will be out on august 18th and if you haven't read the books in this series the first book is called on hearts boardwalk and you've got three marvelous books you can read before this one comes out to catch you up The best anti-hero book that I've read, I think, is um, Duke of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt. Hoyt. Yes. 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 Val. 
is a fantastic anti-hero. A couple weeks ago, when we were doing the road trip episode, I talked about Far From Home by Kate Elmeri. It's the first in the Far series. And I am overjoyed to tell you that Far From Safe, the Far series book two by Kate Elmeri, comes out on August 7th. It is a strange day for a book release, but it's a happy day for me because I've read this book three times since I discovered it in April. So, the first book in the series. Um, So, Far From Safe continues the story of Rowan, Kaya, and Devon. And Rowan has made it home and discovered some things about her parents and now has to figure out, you know, what happens next. So in a world that has gone a little out of control, in a world where zombies are waiting around every corner to eat you, in a world where Rowan has to contend with all of the tragedy and pain that she has been experiencing, there's also an issue with one of the survivors in her group. Someone is not acting super trustworthy. And so she has to kind of figure out what is going on with that survivor. And if that isn't enough, she has a blast from the past. And this person returns to her life, perhaps bringing hope. And perhaps not. Uh Uh-oh. And I love this post-apocalyptic series. I guess you would call it new adults, but... um, I don't care if you're 20 or 60, if you're running from zombies, it's going to catch my attention. So um, this is a really good series. It is part of Kate Elmeri's Broken World universe. Um, You don't have to read the Broken World books first, but it might give you some additional context. But this um, is so far shaping up to be an amazing series. And I'm really excited for this book to come out on August 7th. Again, this is Far From Safe, the Far series book two by Kate Elmeri. Everyone needs to read these. Anyone who likes post-apocalyptic, it's really good. I need to dive into her universe. I'm doing um, the Kyla Stone uh, Nuclear Dawn. And then my next post-apocalyptic will probably be one of Kate Elmeri's. I will tell you that there is a fair bit of romance in Kate Elmeri's post-apocalyptic world. So if you feel that romance doesn't have a place... Um, when zombies are trying to eat your flesh. I just, some people don't like any zombie or any love in the time of the zombies. Um, I need some sort of happiness and bright spots and the potential for a happily ever after or happily or happy for now. Is that what that's called? Happy for now. Yeah. Um, And so that's why I, I really like her. Um, But I do think that this series is um, just the writing is really, on point. It's just so tightly plotted and there's no, she's just really figured out how to write like the best zombie series ever. Um, so the next book that I'm going to talk about is called Ink and Sigil and it is by Kevin Hearn. Now I adore Kevin Hearn because I, um, well, okay, I adore Kevin Hearn's writing because I don't know him. But if he is anything like 
um, his characters or the the one character I have read, um, I, I think I would love him too. Um, so I have originally came across Kevin Hearn when I read Iron Druid, and Iron Druid is awesome. So uh, because if you don't like talking dogs, then you have problems. But Kevin Hearn is an amazing writer. So I am looking forward to this one. Ink and Sigil is about a guy named Al. You can tell Sarah that. Like the cat. And <laughs> so, um, but Al is blessed and he is cursed. And apparently he has a white mustache an appreciation for craft cocktails <laughs> and he can use mag or he can cast spells with magically enchanted ink. Now we don't exactly get told right now um, what he, what exactly he can do with that ink, like what kind of spells he can cast, but he is one of those people who um, protects our world from evil fae and Ooh. other things. Um, but his curse is that he cannot speak to people because if anyone hears his voice, they immediately start to feel a very deep hatred for Al. Whoa. So, yes, that's what I said. <laughs> so he has to communicate either through written word or using speech apps. So I can, I'm already guessing this is kind of like modern world type thing because there's technology of that sort. Um, so um, Al starts to have some personal life complications and he's trying to pull that together when his apprentice comes up dead. Whoops. And... So now Al is not only trying to figure out why he is or how and why he's cursed and protecting the world from evil things, but he has to, he's trying to figure out what caused his apprentice's death because it comes up that his apprentice is, um, has been living a life of crime and bad. Um, which is going to take him into the deep realms of magic and not good magic. Um, and he is trying to play detective while avoiding real detectives who are trying to figure out why his apprentices keep coming up dead and why um, bad things always happen to Al. And um, and none of this is, I'm not giving any spoilers. This is all given away in the description. Um, Al is going to need the help of a hobgoblin. And I like hobgoblins. Whoa. I don't know why. So this looks very, very good. I am really interested to see what he can do with this magical ink. What kind of spells he can cast um, with that. I also want to know what his white mustache has to do with anything. <laughs> um that is uh that's like the first detail we're given in the description so that that has to mean something um so i'm looking forward to this one big time because i like i said i love kevin hearn i love his writing 
and this just looks all kinds of good. So this is once again Ink and Sigil by Kevin Hearn and it comes out on August 25th. Be there. We will. <laughs> I've never read Iron Druid, but I do want to read this. Iron Druid that sounds was good. Amazing. I haven't finished the Iron Druid series and I heard that kind of the ending of it was the, the ending of the series wasn't all that great, but what I've read so far is just amazing. It's funny, it's sarcastic, it's just all kinds of great things. So I love Iron Druid, so I'm hoping this is just as good. Beautiful. So the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Hidden Texas Murder Files Number 1 by Laura Griffin, and it comes out on August 25th, which happens to be another good book day as far as I can tell. So this book takes place in Austin, Texas, and a woman has been murdered brutally on a hiking trail and a, an investigative reporter named Bailey, um, she shows up on the scene and she demands access and she demands answers from um, Detective Jacob Merritt. And of course, he's not going to give her access because, well, since when do reporters get access, right? So... <laughs> Bailey has uh, this hunch that the uh, murder victim isn't really who she said she was. And uh -oh. I'm not really sure how she knows this, but she believes that this mugging turned murder was actually a targeted hit. And somehow, um, her through her investigations, she discovers a um, like a a high-tech fortress where some researchers are doing some research into this technology that could be really, really dangerous if the wrong people get a hold of it. So as you could probably guess, um, Bailey and Jacob, they team up and they've got it. They're going to work to figure out, like, who is this hitman and what is like who's their next target because they need to figure out the next target otherwise some really bad things could happen and that's about all that this synopsis gives me but it looks really really good and I'm really looking forward to seeing like what happens so this is Hidden Texas Murder Files number one by Laura Griffin and it comes out on August 25th I have been intrigued by Laura Griffin for quite a while now. She has that long, long Tracer series that I've I never, haven't read. Yeah, I haven't either. I, this is the first time I've heard of her. In this, I don't know. I find um, murder books. I just, I can't stop reading them. <laughs> no. <laughs> so but yeah, I'll, I'll probably check, check out her out. Tracer series. Yeah, there's like 15 of them, I think. Like there's quite Holy. a lot of them. Yeah. I like books that take place in Texas and like I places why. that I, I know why. of. Okay, let's talk about Karen Rose because how can we not? 
So this is Say No More. It is the second installment in her Sacramento series and like the 24th or something installment in her <laughs> overall giant um, romantic suspense universe. So this is the follow-up to Say You're Sorry. And this time we are focusing on Mercy. And Mercy has escaped from a cult. And I really, really like cult books. So she goes to Sacramento in hopes of reuniting with some people from her past. And while she's there, she meets this homicide detective named Rafe Sokolov, who, of course, we met in um, Say You're Sorry. And the two of them together are teaming up. And I'm not sure if they're trying to, like, overthrow the leader of the cult um, or if there's something else that is kind of drawing them together. But this is sure to be another really excellent book by Karen Rose. I love her blend of romance and mystery. Um, her books are always really, really long, but they never feel like nearly as long as they are. So I'm always very excited to dive into one. She's one of those authors that I wish like could write more than two books a year because I would read them like every time she came out with one. So yeah, I this, wish she was like Nora. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> right? So this is Say No More. It's Sacramento number two by Karen Rose, and it comes out on August 11th. Can't wait. I love Karen Rose. Her books are ungodly long, but they're they're kind of like Harry Potter. You know, you don't feel the length. You're like, oh, 26 hours. Yes. Yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so my second book I'm really excited about. I mean, I'm excited about all of mine, but uh, this is The Lions of Fifth Avenue, and it's by Fiona Davis, and it comes out on August 4th. In 1913, Laura is living in New York with her husband, who is the superintendent of the New York Public Library, which how cool is that? Yes. And she actually has been accepted to Columbia's School of Journalism, which is a big deal. And she finds out about a group of women who are in the city and they are, you know, very radical and they discuss birth control and, you know, feminism and voting and all this, you know, taboo stuff. And she starts going to the meetings and then back at the library, a whole bunch of manuscripts, manuscripts and books disappear from the library. And Laura, you know, tries to figure out who did it. In 1993, her daughter, Sadie, or I'm sorry, her granddaughter, Sadie, um, is working at the library as well. And books and manuscripts go missing from, you know, a... Uh, an exhibit, an exhibit that she is working on. And so my gathering is that it is a dual timeline novel, which are my, one of my cracks. And uh, it basically follows these two women who have to figure out about these manuscripts and figure out what happened. And I'm really excited about this book. Again, that's the Lions of Fifth Avenue by Fiona Davis, and it comes out on August 4th. So I feel like I'm excited. the thief. I'm the, I'm the thief. I would totally steal books. 
I, I also would, but I'd have to figure out how to get those little like tags off of the books so that the alarm didn't go off. So well, these my... are like super rare, like yeah, 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 collector's yeah. books. Um, right. So Excellent. I just read this actually. Oh. It is so, so fantastic. It is one of her best books. Oh. I didn't care for the one she wrote last year quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chelsea Girls. But yeah, that one, one didn't was... look so good. No, but this one was yeah, so, I haven't read that one. so amazing. Mm. Beautiful. So yes. my next book is by the glorious Sandra Brown. And it's coming Yay. out August 25. So I have to wait a while for this book. Now, full disclosure, I am a very ardent Sandra Brown. Have read and reread all of most of her books countless times however the books in the last few years i have i have to reread because they have been hit and miss for me one year is hit another year is miss kind of thing and i think last year's book was a miss so anyway i'm expecting this to be a hit but um i am slowly but surely going to start rereading her romantic suspenses and i will probably like them more than i did at the time so this book is called Thick as Thieves by Sandra Brown. And it's about a heist. I like heists because heists, you know, they make me think of that Benjamin Franklin quote, who can keep a secret if one of them is dead. <laughs> so 20 years ago in the dead of night, four seemingly random individual put, pulled off the heist of the decade. They almost walked away with half a million dollars. Now, I don't know if I'm greedy or what, but you're seriously just going to heist for half a million dollars? But hey, who knows? 20 years ago, maybe that was a lot of money. <laughs> but by daybreak, their plan had been shot to hell. One was in the hospital, one was in jail, one was dead, and one was gone with all the money. Oh. <laughs> yep. Which, that means that always happens, doesn't it? There's always yeah. a double crosser. Yeah. So this is not about them, but this is about the daughter of the man that disappeared. Can you imagine being the daughter oh, of this man. notorious criminal? So her name is Arden Maxwell. What Maxwell? Because you know I can't actually pronounce the name. Her name is Arden Maxwell. She's the daughter of the man that disappeared. Um, with all the money, and his accomplices have reconciled reconciled themselves to the fact that her father abandoned her and her sister, and they don't know anything. She's had many many personal setbacks because of this, of course. Because, you know, people need someone to blame. And she decides to return to her family home near Wisteria, Cala Lake. And she wants to get answers to the many questions that have tormented her all of her life. And little does she know that two of her father's co-conspirators, a war hero and a corrupt district attorney, are watching her every move. Uh-oh. So Ledger Burnett, a rebellious team, teen, I'm sorry, at the time of the heist, he avoided his jail sentence and enlisted in the army but now he's back in town he wants to care he has to come back to town because he's going to care for his ailing father and he wants to keep his eye on the county employees that he knows are crooked to make sure that they're not doing that they're not um, doing anything dirty because he suspects that the district attorney was the murderer that killed the one that's dead and Ooh. although the two are bound to silence because of the crime they committed together, each has spent years waiting and hoping that the other will make a fatal misstep. The uh, rival of their elusive accomplice, Arden, 
may be the answer to all of their questions because they think that she knows more about the missing money than she's telling. So Mr. Burnett wants to use her to expose the crooked district attorney, but, uh, you know, she's sparking a desire that he just can't deny. And, uh, I guess to find out what happens between them and who is the more corrupt of all of these people, because they, it kind of seems like there's only one redeeming character or one character that's like not bad. <laughs> if you read this summary, um, I guess we'll have to read it. I'm looking forward to it because I'm sure that she's going to twist it in a way that um, I didn't expect. And also I have to say that I love the way this author writes crooked law enforcement officials. Yes, I do too. <laughs> so this book, Thickest Thieves by Sandra Brown will be out August 25. I wish it would be out earlier, but alas, I guess best things come to those who wait. It's true. So it's no secret that I love, love historical fiction. And for some reason, for the last, I don't know, Shannon, what would you say, two years? I've been reading a ton. (laughs) World War II, II, like historical fiction, like it's like nonstop. Well, I discovered this author when I read her Daughters of the Night Sky last year and also Girls on the Line. And I'm talking about Amy K. Runyon. And her new book is called Across the Winding River. And it comes out on August 1st. So I am very braggadocious when I tell you that I don't have one book that's coming out on August 4th. So take that universe. Yes. Don't. So... In this wonderful novel, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. I, I have either. no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So in this novel, we, we meet Beth, and she is um, wanting to spend the last months that she has with her elderly father. And he asks her to please go through a box of memorabilia, as often is the case in these novels. And this box of memorabilia shows... Beth, a picture of her father as a young, and I'm assuming dashing medic on the Western Front. Back they have in, to be. I know, always, in <laughs> 1944 during World War II. And he is with a woman who is just smiling at him and looking like he is the center of her universe. Aww. And Beth is surprisingly like, well, what the heck? I'm like, wow, who is this? Anyway, her <laughs> father tells her a story of his time in World War II. And the incredibly brave German wife of a Nazi officer who is part of the resistance. And so Beth, as she kind of learns his story, close by, there is also a German care. Oh my God. A German born woman in a long-term care facility who has some unanswered or untold stories of her own. And, I wish that I could tell you more about this book, but that is all I know. So I know it's going to be some sort of epic World War II era story of probably love and loss and, oh, so many sweeping, huge emotions. And it comes out again on August 1st, and it is Across the Winding River by Amy K. Runyon. And I can't wait to read this. This sounds like one I would read. I love, this is, um, I have loved all of her books. I've read, this will be the third book I've read 
So this book, my final book of the night, is called The Royal Governess. And it is by Wendy Holden. And this book um, kind of opens up the life of Marion Crawford, who accepted the role as a lifetime tutor to Elizabeth and Margaret when she was 22. And it says that her only stipulation to accepting the job was that she wanted to bring a sense of normalcy to these girls' lives. Um, she wanted to, you know, be able to take them out to do normal people things, um, such as Christmas shopping and riding the train and, um, you know, doing things that normal people did that royalty doesn't, didn't always get the luxury of doing because they're royalty and that type of thing. So this book, um, kind of tells about how she became their governess, um, how they def kind of defy the royal monarchy to, um, to do different things that they really aren't supposed to be doing. Um, and how, uh, I guess she kind of gets to tell her side of the story of how Elizabeth and Margaret grew up and what she saw as their governess, governess, um, she was there when Queen Elizabeth met Philip. Um, she got to see that bloom and all of that. So this book seems like it is going to be told kind of from Marion's point of view. And this is not, I, I, it doesn't seem to be a biography. No, it's historical fiction. Um, okay. Just, I didn't think so, but it, it looks like it's going to kind of, it's going to have some historical basis in it. And I'm sure there's going to be some fact, but it's like, we get to see it from the other side. Um, not from the royal point of view, so to speak, but from the royal governess's point of view. And that interests me big time. I love, um, I get all into the documentaries on, um, on the History Channel and Smithsonian and, and things like that when it comes up about Windsor Castle or anything about Queen Elizabeth and, and all of that. So um, I'm really looking forward to this book and learning even more about them than I know now. So once again, this is called The Royal Governess by Wendy Holden, and it also comes out on August 25th. The end of the month. It does. Looks like a very, very good book. Yes, yes, it does. It does. I just, I don't know. It's like, I, I've, there's a couple of, um, documentaries on Netflix about Windsor Castle and things like that and I, did, I just find it fascinating. So my last book for tonight is The Silence Columbia River number two by Kendra Elliott and it comes out on guess what August 25th Ooh. Yeah. Yay! So this series um, well, from what I've read, it incorporates people from her other series, 
And I haven't actually read any of her other series, but I did read the first book of this series. And it's not necessary, even though Natalia would not agree, it is not necessary <laughs> to read these books in order because I don't, from what I can tell anyway by reading this synopsis, it doesn't involve the same people. Like there are, I know Ava um, McLean, she does show up in the last book, but it's not, I don't think it's necessary to read the first book in order to understand this book. So this book, um, it takes place in um, Oregon, which is actually where all of the books from this series will take place in. That's, I read that somewhere. So um, a man has been brutally murdered and Detective Mason Callahan, he is in charge of the case and he looks at the blood splatter and he kind of feels it's a little troubling. It doesn't really, it doesn't look like it's a straightforward case. So while looking into the files, he realizes that this guy, uh, Ruben Brasser, uh, Braswell, sorry, um, he actually has a connection to his fiance, um, FBI Special Agent Ava McLean. Um, he, Ruben, that, that he, um, Ruben was one of her um, informants. Um, so Ruben is like a conspiracist. I don't know. I have trouble saying that word. I hope that's how you say it. He's a conspiracist and he has a lot of like rantings about anti-police. He's very anti-police and Ooh, very my like. my father. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of my father too. So oh, great. <laughs> it must be, it must be the generation. So, um, he's very anti-police and, while working with him, Ava really thought he was kind of like this harmless man and that his rantings were kind of harmless. But then it, con then it was connecting to one of the cases that she was looking into. It's the killings of police. Um, and oh. as far as I could tell, it's like a mass killing. So there's many police that have been killed. I don't know exactly how many. Um, and so she is looking into this, but as I told you, um, Ruben is now dead. And Mason and Ava, they're going to work together to kind of solve this case because their cases kind of connect now, right? Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, Brasser's, uh, Braswell, sorry, Braswell's brother and Ava's twin sister go missing. Uh oh. Um, I'm not sure how that's connected, but um, we have to read to find out. Um, and then while this is all happening, there's like these acts of sabotage that are happening in Ava's personal life. And it's all related to, I don't know if it's related to the case that she's working on or it's related to the case that Mace is working on, or maybe it's related to both because it's kind of like, they're kind of related. So that's about all I know, which is kind of confusing, but um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all turns out because it looks pretty interesting to me. And the first book, as I said, in the series was actually quite good. So, and it was called The Last Sister was the first book. So this book is The Silence and it's Columbia River, number two. 
and it comes out on August 25th, and it is by Kendra Elliott. So I am really excited that I gave this next book to myself. Um, <laughs> of course. Usually, <laughs> usually I give it to Sarah, uh, sometimes Natalia. They have talked about Ilona Andrews, but I never have on the podcast. And so now it is my turn to talk about Emerald Blaze, Hidden Legacy, number five. It comes out on August 25th. And so I'm not going to give you a lot of details about this one because, of course, that would be spoilery and terrible if you haven't read the previous books in the series. But the first three books follow um, Nevada Baylor. And with the fourth book, we transitioned to her sister, Catalina, and she has a very mysterious magical ability that she's been keeping under wraps for quite a while. Her grandmother, who we learn about in some of the earlier books, really wants to control the Baylor's magic, but Nevada and the rest of them don't want to allow that to happen. Now, there is a prime magic user, someone who is really, really powerful, who could help Catalina keep her grandmother at bay as long as Catalina agrees to work as the warden for the state of Texas, like the deputy warden for the state of Texas. So I don't quite know how all of this will unfold, but Ilona Andrews is so fantastic. I love the hidden legacy world wherein magic was given to certain people in kind of a serum and now there's all this conflict over who has what amount of magic and how powerful certain people are compared to others there's a lot of political intrigue some really fantastic world building um, I think this is actually my favorite of the things that I've read by her or by them I guess more correctly because it is a husband and wife writing um, under a pen name but I really love the Hidden Legacy books, and I'm so excited for this one. So this is Emerald Blaze, Hidden Legacy, book five, and the second book that features Catalina by Ilona Andrews, and it comes out on August 25th. I've never read an Ilona Andrews book before. Uh... I'm so jealous of you. I can't believe that you have not entered the marvelous universe. No. And of I miss you. Yes. You must Okay, so my last book for August I'm super excited about. It is The Exiles by Christina Baker Klein. It comes yes. out on August 25th. And confession time from me, I have actually never read a Christina Baker Klein book before. I know, I should just turn really? in my book. No, and I should just turn oh. in my book bistro card right now, but I'm not going to. So this ticks all my boxes. It's historical fiction. It's about Australia. It's about um, convicts going to Australia and the Aboriginal, there's an Aboriginal woman as well. So in London, Evangeline commits a crime, which I cannot remember right now. <laughs> and she is, uh, she is sentenced to go to Australia and she is pregnant. And she realizes that she is going to give birth on the ship that is taking her to Australia. And on the ship, she meets Hazel, and Hazel is a midwife. And she has also been sentenced to 
you know, penal servitude in Australia. And when they arrive in Australia, they meet uh, Mathena, and she is an Aboriginal girl who has been adopted by the governor of, I want to say it's Van Diemen's Land, but I can't remember. Um, and it's how they make a life for themselves, the exiles, as well as Mathena, and how they interact with each other across the years. And it's like, a, I, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's a saga. It's in Australia. Yes. It's historical fiction. Three of my most favorite things in the world in one book. So I'm all about it. And again, that's The Exiles by Christina Baker Klein. And it comes out on August 25th. And it looks so, so great. Yes, yes, it does. The next book I'm going to talk about is about an author that I have not read in a while and that I used to love reading before. Her name, she's known for her Queen Betsy the Vampire um, comedy series. I guess it's comedy. The first book would be Undead and Unwed, Undead and Unemployed, Undead and Unappreciated. I really, really like this book. Now, I don't, these books, I don't know if it was, you know, Nancy Wu's uh, characterizations or what, but they were just so, so funny and so good. And I don't know if Mary Janice Davidson took a hiatus or if I took a hiatus from her, but now she's coming up with a full length, seems like. I don't know, women's fiction, mystery, romance novel thing. But it's about something I really like, which is scams. And it's called The Love Scam by Mary Janice Davison. And this book is coming out on August 4th of 2020. So out of all the books that I mentioned, this is going to be the first one I will read. And um, it's actually a full-length contemporary romance, which she's never um, done before. Her books are usually... Um, you know, they're usually kind of urban fantasy on the, you know, if you like Molly Harper kind of books, I guess. So this book is about Rick Tobel, and he's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's wealthy. He's a bachelor. He does what he wants. And then he wakes up in Venice without knowing how he got there. It's, you know, it's not waking up in Venice is not a problem for anybody. I mean, I would love to wake up in Venice, but he doesn't remember how he got there. And I think that's a problem and a big problem. Someone stole his wallet. Someone emptied his bank account. I promise it wasn't me. Oh, good. Um, yeah, no, no, it wasn't. And not only that, but somebody named Lilith is claiming to be his long lost daughter. And he has no idea who the heck Lilith is. But she's a charming little girl. And for the first time in his life, he's on his own. And throwing Benjamins around is not going to solve his problem. Because poor guy, <laughs> he doesn't have any. <laughs> so now of only the fun, gorgeous, and free-spirited woman who brought Lilith into his life was willing to help the situation. But she's not. Uh, Claire Devaney, on the other hand, who's the woman he's referring to, finds Rick's problems hilarious. You know, I mean, so do I. <laughs> and she's not the least bit sorry uh, about adding to his problems by giving him Lilith and doesn't care that he doesn't remember who the heck that is. Um, she's a Midwestern girl with a strain of mischief. And he's not the kind of man that she usually hangs around with, even though he is drop-dead gorgeous and charming. Even if he needs help and she has all the answers, she's kind of does not want to go there. 
And she's okay with breaking the rules a bit for some fun sometimes, but when fun days turn into romantic nights as they search for answers and someone starts following them through the streets of Venice, Claire realizes that she's playing more than just a game and maybe, just maybe, she's not willing to let go of Rick or Lilith just yet. So I'm looking forward to this. It's completely different, right? Uh, I don't know yeah, this could be Mary fun. But it's, I it's read the first one of her Queen Undead Betsy one. books. Yeah, and I was just like, I, eh. You probably didn't like it. You don't no, like the kind of book. No. I, I did. I enjoyed but it very much. But this one could be fun. Yeah, I think she's kind of, I think this is going to be more like a contemporary romance. Her writing something, you know, more on the serious side and, and different. Just It's crazy. It's, it's the only book I've seen by her that has no paranormal elements anywhere. So it's, it's a new venture for her. I love when authors I like do new things. It's, it's fun to see them grow. So this is The Love Scam by Mary Janice Davidson, and it comes out August 4th. And that brings us to the end of our most anticipated books of August. There were a bunch of them here, so hopefully people now have a better idea than they did before of what they want to read. Thank you to Stacy, Amber, Natalia, Brooke, and Kristen for sharing some of your most anticipated reads with me. And thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for all of her fantastic editing. And we would not be able to do a podcast if nobody listened to it. So thank you so much to all of you who join us each week as we talk about fantastic books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.